Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. Let me talk to you. Uh, this is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. You can be anywhere in the world, but you ain't right here watching your boys, and we appreciate that, each and every one of you. Thank you for making this podcast uh, relevant. Put it on the island of relevancy. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. Uh, this man, his name is Mr. Everything. He is everything. He does everything. He's your mama's favorite wrestler, and he can whoop your daddy ass. Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Yo, yo, yo. First and foremost, I acknowledge the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. That's all I got to say. That's all there is to be said, sir. Uh, the tribal chief uh, reigns again. Uh, next, we have the Sultan of Spices, Senor Franklin himself, Chef Showtime. What's happening? What's good? What's good? What's good with you guys? Oh, man, we good, man. Uh, it's the aftermath of WrestleMania, fellas. We fitting to get into it. Uh, he is the resident villain of the Best Down Wrestling Podcast. The Renaissance Man, the dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Your boy LP is in the building. Yeah, man. My fault, my fault. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you, brother. Yeah, I said I said I'm good. I said I do not acknowledge the tribal queen. Oh, no, no, you didn't with the disrespect. How dare you, sir? No. no. Um, oh man. Uh we all acknowledge tribal chief uh LP just being a little tippy today. Uh we are the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh look, fellas, it has been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Um, I know I got to go ahead and get into it, man, with a little bit of hot topics. Um, first, before we go over the WrestleMania recap, I have to acknowledge the big-ass elephant in the room. Uh, you all know it, and it's all over the news. Everyone is talking about it. Fellas, I'm talking about the only one, the, the only one buyer that makes a lot of sense in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it makes a ton of sense. I want to see where they really go with it. But Endeavors, uh, Endeavors, who also uh, is the parent company to the UFC, just bought the WWE. <laughs>
Oh man, uh, you love to see it. I think this is going to be very interesting. This thing is all over the news. Uh, I really want to see some some great crossovers, but I want to go around the room and see what you guys think about this whole thing. Uh, let's go to the fighter of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, Mr. Everything. What do you think about Endeavors buying out the WWE? It's a very, very interesting uh, uh, combination. Um, I mean, because you, you do have a lot of guys that come from the UFC. You have Matt Riddle, you have Brock Lesnar, you have Ronda Rousey. What are they like? I don't really foresee a crossover with fighters because you're going to have a situation where. I don't know. You're going to question a lot. You're going to question whether or not these guys are really coming in here to play ball or they're going to come in there and, in the words of independent wrestlers, get their stuff in and be, be selfish and, and only worry about themselves. So it's going to be interesting, but I, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open. I'm keeping my ears to the, to the ground to see what exactly is going to happen with all this. Yeah, man, I think it's a very interesting buy, man. Um, it's, I think it's going to put a lot of eyes on the product. It's going to put a lot of money in Endeavor's pocket also, man. WWE usually sells out all of their events, um, especially when it comes to to uh, pay-per-view events. Uh, let me go over to Chef Showtime. Chef, what do you think about Endeavor's, the parent company of the UFC, purchasing the WWE? It's a set is weird. I don't know. It just seems like it's gonna be a lot of static. A lot of the UFC players gonna wanna be wrestlers all of a sudden. And, you know, all then all of a sudden some of the WWE uh, you know, people wanna wanna wrestle in the UFC and it's not gonna work out. I have a feeling they, it's gonna collide. Mm, okay. That's an interesting take, man. Let me go over to uh the resident villain of the best damn wrestling podcast lpz what do you think about this move man do you think the wwe made a good choice in selecting endeavors as a buyer or do you think it's a huge mistake uh i'm hoping that it doesn't have any effect on anything that pertains to wrestling i don't want to see no crossovers i don't want to see them mention it I want them to act like it just doesn't exist and they just somebody that bought the company because that way they can stay focused on what they got to focus on. Um, I don't want to see no UFC fighters running in the matches and those things like that. Because UFC is considered, you know, for lack of a better term, real, and WWE is considered scripted. So I, I don't think a lot of that is going to mesh well anyway with the fans. The fans who are diehard UFC fans may not even buy into the whole WWE stuff and vice versa. So I think it's good to keep them keep them separate. They just under the same umbrella and just leave it there. Well, man, it's it's kind of hard to say, see that, man, because to be honest with you, I see a lot of crossovers already, man, and a lot of uh, UFC fighters are seeing the value of becoming a WWE superstar. You have longevity in your in your career. You become a real life superhero or supervillain. You can put your skills to task and i mean you can get a you know you can get a doll you know you can be able to put it in the video game you can be immortal 
And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, other than the early days of the UFC, I don't know who too many UFC fighters now today that would be uh, that immortal kind of superstar in the in the UFC realm. I mean, obviously we have some of our favorites, but man, they you know back in the day the UFC fighters man were looked at like badasses and really uh, personas man like Chuck the Ice Man Liddell. You know what I'm saying? When I think about UFC fighters that have a reputation that made uh, really their their name cross over into other markets, I think about cats like that. I know we spoke about Tito Ortiz, man, and he tried his hand at professional wrestling, like LP said last uh, last podcast, man. Um, you know, Matt Riddle made that transition over. Ronda Rousey made that transition over. Uh, and then, you know, AEW has started acquiring a bunch of people who have uh, mixed martial arts experience. Do you think that this merger will attract more fans, or do you think that uh, WWE purists will kind of revolt at uh, maybe a brand new direction that the WWE might be taking? Let me take that question to LP. Um. It kind of it kind of go back to what I said earlier. I just I just think yeah I, I don't think it meshes well. I think there are two different two different worlds and two different fan bases. I mean you get your people every now and then, but how many people from UFC have tried to go to WWE and it didn't work? It's probably a lot more than more we even never even heard of uh, that didn't work. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I I really just hope it just don't matter. I'm more worried about. Another person I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about next. <laughs> I'm more worried about this person destroying everything that happened in the last couple months than I am about Endeavor. And them guys seem to be more like we here's the money, we want our money, we don't care what y'all do. That's 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 what I feel like. Mm. I think you might be right with that, man. Uh well if we have to talk about the endeavors buyout, man. Obviously, we have to talk about the person who kind of spearheaded this whole thing, uh, which is the one and only Vince McMahon. That's right, people. Vinny Mac is back. Uh, and in all his glory as the thug that he is, uh, Vince McMahon came out. And I told y'all that Vince McMahon said he was not leaving. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This man is bulletproof, Jack. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about it real quick. Are you guys excited to see Vince McMahon back, man? Uh, this past Monday Night Raw, uh, he was in the driver's seat again. Uh, you know, Raw seemed to kind of be, it was exciting to me, but it was all over the place and it wasn't really that many matches. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of moments that happened. And it was really uh, compounded throughout the entire show. Um, what do you think about Vince McMahon's presence being back? Obviously, he said that he was going to be there to close the deal uh, on the on the uh, the buyout for WWE. Um, but I think it's a little bit more than that, man. Because you know, people say Vince is back. He's ripping up scripts again. He's changing things on the fly. You can tell during the show. You know what I'm saying? Everything was kind of, it felt really improv. A lot of the stuff, man. Uh, Mr. Everything, what do you think about uh, 
Daddy being back home. It's done. Uh, it's it's very very interesting, and <laughs> I mean we can't really talk about Vince Man until we talk about that mustache with him looking like M Bison. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you, are you talking? Well, sir, uh, man, yeah, Vince McMahon is, has been rocking a new stash lately. Uh, check out this piece of work right here. <laughs> what is that, sir? That is the ultimate porn stash. Uh, that's that means somebody is about to get loved on. Uh, Vince McMahon, <laughs> Vince McMahon. <laughs> came out in true villain fashion. He looked like Dick Dashley. Uh, for you, all you people who remember the Hannah and Barbera uh, cartoons back in the day, man, he had one of those those evil villain mustaches, man. Benny Mac is back and uh, he's, he's man, I think he's really shaking up some things, man. <laughs> Let's talk about the mustache real quick. Uh, LP, what you think about Benny Mac's mustache, man? Do you think it's, it's going to grow? Uh, I see you got a little mustache right there. You know what I'm saying? You know? No, I I I think he's trying to look like Walt Disney. I, I think he purposely trying to – he dyed his hair because you know damn well his hair is not black no more. His mustache is not black. <laughs> he looks like Walt Disney. I really – if you look at Walt Disney – that is Walt Disney's signature look. And for some reason, I really think it's a purpose behind it. And it's not just he wanted a new look. Vince has never had a mustache. I'm I'm about to be 44 years old. As long as I've been watching wrestling, I don't even think he can grow a mustache. I don't even know if it's even real. So <laughs> you know, Vince, Vince is he did that, he did that on purpose, man. Vince. I'd be glad when we can say, I ain't even gonna say what I was about to say. I, I just hate Vince. <laughs> I don't like Vince McMahon anymore. Like that was the last bit of liking the Vince. <laughs> the last bit of liking the Vince, man. I'm telling you, Vince I'm, came in ready to do damage, man. Uh, <laughs> he is. He has put a stronghold on the product of WWE, man. Um, and a lot of people saying that he's back in the driver's seat. I don't know. I've been kind of enjoying the uh, Triple H range so far. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't really want things to kind of go back to reverting how they were. And that's what it really seems like. Um, but with Vince being in the driver's seat, man, that means that, you know, business is being done. So business has been done. Uh, and I think they might want Vince at the helm of things because they said, hey, you done ran this thing for X amount of years. I don't even know what, 30 plus years, people, probably. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, nobody's really talking about the scandal anymore and the payouts. I mean, we fans, man, we already knew that. Uh, all the All the new people are just kind of <laughs> coming around to it. But man, this means a lot of different things for the product, man. Uh, do you guys think that this being in the driver's seat will hurt or help the direction of the WWE moving forward with this new merger? Let me go, Mister Everything. Um, man, this this new merger. I mean, it all it all remains to be seen what exactly is going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean, Vince McMahon, he doesn't have the best ideas 
I'm hoping that the guys from Endeavor, if they have any type of say so, would be able to silence Vince a little bit and let Triple H do his thing. I know LP is not very happy with Triple H's era of how things was running with WWE, but it ain't gonna get no better with uh, Vince McMahon with his opinions and things like that. I mean, look at Monday Night Raw, how much they said that Monday Night Raw was changed by Vince McMahon throughout the entire night. So, um, I don't know. This merger is going to be something something different. And whether the UFC guys step in or not will be remain to be seen. Um, at least we can find something for Ronda Rousey to do. Because <laughs> she ain't wrestling. We can at least find something for her to do. Like, go Go do what you really know how to do, because this what you're doing here is, is annoying and getting on my nerve. Oh man. That's crazy. I definitely see that. Well, man, uh, we'll see how how it goes from now, man. And we'll we'll kind of judge the product as it goes, man, because you already know how we get down. We tell the truth. We truth tellers around this piece. Um, beautiful people, uh, Mr. Everything has to say adieu. Uh, real quick, Mr. Everything, uh, tell people what you got going on and where can they find you? Yes, yes, I do apologize. I have another engagement that I have to step into. But uh, this this Saturday, I will be in Nashville, North Carolina for Max Wrestling. Uh, uh, April 16th, I will be at the School of Morton. And you guys can follow me on Instagram to know everywhere I'm going to be. Instagram at official underscore Mr. Everything. And Again, April 17th, mark that calendar, mark that day on your calendar and uh, recognize what day that is because there's something special that might be happening on that day. So you guys take it easy. I appreciate y'all and uh, best damnation. Uh, have a great week. That's, all, that's, the, that's the word of the day from Victor Andrews. All right. Word of the day from Victor Andrews. Uh, we salute you, sir. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, LP, man. We have uh, seen the passing of a great le legend, man. Uh, Bush Record Bill, excuse me, Bush Record Butch uh, passed away uh, just recently, man. Uh, a WWF legend. I remember watching the brothers uh, get it in um, on my television screen. I used to love their antics and how they used to come down to the ring. Um, that is very sad to hear that. I hate to hear that. Um, let me get your sentiments, man. Do you have any uh, memories of uh, the Bush Rocket Brothers? Uh, I mean, that was always fun to watch. They was one of the, you know, as a kid, you always laughing at them licking people's heads and they're running around and I can't really remember how good they were in the ring, but they were just, they were just a fun, you know, there was a, a you like to watch them. They made you feel good when you watch them. Um, I definitely not on my, like, you know, my top teams or tag teams or whatever. When it comes to back in those days, they probably were one of the ones I did like to watch. Uh, you never understood nothing they said or nothing like that. And I like their interactions with like Mean Gene. Some of the interactions like Mean Gene, Body Brain, those kind of stuff like that was a, you know, the, the moments that as a kid, you just loved it. Yeah, I definitely loved it. And you're right. I can't really remember their wrestling style. Um, it just kind of reminds me of. Uh, 
it just kind of reminds me of um, the Briscoe brothers. If I can have a, a close comparison of, you know, I guess that kind of wrestling style is, you know, uh, brawlers, you know what I mean? Just, you know, but characters. So I see a lot of Mark Briscoe in uh, the, the Bushwrecker brothers, man. And uh, Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, we definitely send our condolences to the family. Uh, and also our condolences to the WWE universe uh, for this lost man. It's definitely going to be felt. Um, but yeah, man, I, I definitely have fond memories of them and uh, they will definitely live on in our hearts, minds, and in our memories. Man, LP, if you will meet my brother, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, my, uh, let's see, WrestleMania. Happened this past weekend. We had to watch along. We all watched it. We commented on it. There was a lot of stuff that happened during that show, man. Uh, both nights were pretty good. Well, I think we will have a general consensus that night one was a little bit better than night two. But you know how we do it, man. Uh, with each and every event, beautiful people, prepare yourself. Uh, we got to go back to school and get this thing a grade. Excuse me, class. Class. Shut up! Wow! Oh, man. LPZ. Let's do it like this. Night one, night two in their overall event, man. What would you give uh, night one by itself? What grade would you give night one of WrestleMania. I believe it or not, this is probably the first time since we've been doing this. I would give it an eight. I really? Think the, yeah, I think the first night, this is this was the best WrestleMania there in a long time. So I, I would give it, I would give the first night an eight. I mean, I, of course it wasn't perfect. <laughs> no. But the the bad matches where which was only like really two. But all the rest of the matches felt like a WrestleMania. The guys, it was the matches didn't feel like normal matches. You can tell they were putting in a little bit more effort because of you know the grandest stage of them all, as they say. Mm -hmm. I gotta get a first night of eight. Okay. You know what? I would give the first night of eight too, man. All of the matches were hitting on all cylinders. Everything looked good. Um, I didn't have no issues. I wasn't bored. I didn't really uh, take a lot of bathroom breaks throughout the whole event. I thought that night one did wonders. And to be honest with you, on paper, night one looks like the weaker night. Other than John Cena being on the card. Night one, compared to night two, I think we were all really looking forward to night two. But, man, everybody on night one did an absolute amazing job. Um. All right, sir. Night two. What would you give night two as far as a grade on overall? Uh, on the overall show, just in general, man. What you think? Uh, excuse me. I don't know where the yawns coming from. Good lord, I got this air, this air running this AC. Um, I would give it. I'm gonna be nice and I give it a B minus. I don't want to give it a C because the last match was good and 
my boy Gunther match was great. Those yeah. two matches by themselves, so I can't give it a C. Um, I'll say B because the rest of the matches were just matches to me. I could have I could have done without most of them. I mean, I love I like I like I did like the Bianca and um, Oscar match, but the match itself to me wasn't that great. I just love Bianca and I like doing you know the intro at the beginning and all the other kind of stuff. So yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll say B-minus. Okay. Um, I think I'm along with you, man. Uh, night one for me was definitely an A. And then night two was a little lackluster in some of the matches, um, I have to be honest. And and I'm going to have to be really specific, too. Uh, the women's tag uh, turmoil kind of match, uh, it was a hit. It was a lot of misses for me. It was some things that were interesting about it, but other than that, I really did not enjoy the match. And I think that was a sentiment that was kind of shared uh, amongst everyone. So they kind of brought the value of the rest of the night down just a tad bit. Um, I had to go back and watch the uh, the um, Brock Lesnar versus Omos match again. And at first, I we, you know, we were watching it. We're like, oh, okay, we already knew what it was going to be. Um, it was a couple of moves. We knew Brock that was eventually was going to, you know, overpower Omos. Start suplexing them and then hit him with the F5. Uh, one, two, three, it was over. But the interesting thing about that is when I went back and watched the match, I looked at the fan interaction and everyone was on their feet for that match. Everybody was cheering, and even when the three came down for Brock, the whole place erupted. So, although the match could have been better, I think for what we knew it was going to be, which was an attraction, it was a pretty decent match. You know what I'm saying for for WrestleMania, uh, the the Warrior overcame uh, the Giant in a sense, and I think that 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 spectacle in itself uh, was really interesting to see, man. Um, also for night two, we saw the Finn Balor versus Edge match, uh, the Hell in the Cell. And that match, as far as Hell in the Cell matches goes, it really doesn't rank up in my Hell in the Cell. Am I, am I tripping? Where, where are you at as far as rating that Hell in the Cell match? Although, be it, it was very physical. Uh, they had a lot going on, and I and I went back and watched it, and I enjoyed it way more the second time. Uh, because you know, watching it first is like the shocking all by you, like, oh man, why are they doing that? Uh, blah blah. Um, and then we also saw one of the spots, man, where uh, Edge had picked up a ladder and threw it at Finn Balor's head and busted Finn Balor over. We were thinking, okay, it's a it's a hell of a cell match. People bleed all the time. I've never seen a ref come in. Uh, not ref, but the, the ref stopped the match for the doctors to come in to check somebody because they're bleeding. I haven't seen that. Uh, that was a new one for me, but obviously WWE cares about the health of their wrestlers, man. But uh, via Finn Balor's social media page, man, he showed us all what happened under all of that face paint, man. If you can see that gigantic gash, man, in his head, and I believe during the match they had to give Finn Balor staples uh, to be able to stop the bleeding. 
Uh, this I believe this is after they, they actually moved removed some of the staples. But man, looking at that injury, man, it's kind of it's kind of you know look, looking at the match and the injury, and you look at it again, and he was bleeding a lot in in the in the match, uh, in the ring. But man, looking at that gash, man, that was pretty pretty hardcore, man. Um, what would you rate that as far as Hell in the Cell matches? I think it was one of the worst Hell in the Cell matches I've ever seen. It was just Ooh. as bad, just as bad as uh, Seth Rollins and uh and the Fiend Hell in the Cell. Like it just. I like that Hell in the Cell. I think I thought you were about to say uh, what's my man name? The Kevin Owens and and Chris Jericho Hell in the Cell was some bull. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I don't even remember that one, but I think they um I think they don't need to do Hell in the Cell no more. I, I think they stopped it, not because they care about employees. So let's be honest, the WWE does not care about employees. Because they still don't got health insurance. All this uh endeavor and all these other mess, get them guys some health insurance if you really want to talk about it. But uh don't nobody want to talk about no, don't nobody never talk about that that side of things. So they don't care about they don't, oh, they, don't want, they don't want to talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, they stopped the bleeding because of things like in, in debt, which makes no sense. UFC got blood all day long. So to be perfectly honest, if Endeavor is now taking over the same people on UFC, blood should come back like with a vengeance because, you know, that's his part. That's, that's what happened. I think it slowed the pace of the match down. It just, Finn Balor probably would have kept on going. You know, they, they are wrestlers. That's what they do. I've right. seen one. I, I, we grew up with Flair, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, mask all over the ground. Bleeding all over the place. <laughs> I, I think it would have made that match better because the match itself wasn't that great to me. I felt like they made it a gimmick match. They had all the weapons and they were colored different colors. And yeah, yeah. That's not a hell in the cell. They didn't need no weapons. We've seen several hell in the cell where not one weapon was used and it was a hell of a match. Use the cage, use the wrestling. So that's that's why I was highly disappointed in the match. And uh, the the uh, Finn Balor should never bring uh, <laughs> the the I about to say the beast, whatever he calls them, the uh, whatever his damn dark side is. He should never bring it oh, out the again. Demon. Oh. He should never bring. He should never bring the demon. <laughs> the demon was an NXT thing because he has not won not one time. Somebody I saw a post. I don't know if it's true. They say he is not one. The demon has not won one match since he went up to the main roster. So I don't know if that's true. It could be. Uh, uh hmm. I I know he's he's won some matches, but he's uh the last two three matches that he was the demon, he did not fare so well. I don't uh, think he won. I don't think he won on on the main roster as as that moniker. I might be right. I, it's a fact to look up on Google. <laughs> And see, but uh, yeah, I, I was really disappointed. I mean, I don't know what Edge got next, especially with Vince doing whatever he's doing. I I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I like I said, I went back and watched it, and, and I enjoyed a lot of the spots. But then there were some things that were, I don't know. I just thought it could have it could have been a little bit better. Uh, that concerto at the end though was pretty nice. I mean, you have to really be precise to not crush somebody's skull. You know what I'm saying with that concerto, man. And Edge does it the best. Uh, and I think that 
this might be the end of the Finn Balor Edge thing. God, I hope so. I, I really want to see Edge move on to some po possible uh, new competitors, man. And uh, I would love to see them put a, a belt on Edge before he retires. You know what I'm saying? Do, let's go with that question. LP, do you want to see Edge hold the title before he retires? I, I don't think he needs to. And I'm a huge Edge fan. Edge, I, I'm, I'm like certain guys need to let the other guys go over. Like Brock should have let Omos. Brock would not have lost anything if Omos had won that match. Omos would have gained everything. But right. Brock probably was like, I'm not let, I'm about to not let him, I'm not about to let him lose. And that's it's the stuff like that. To me, Edge getting the belt would take away from Gunther, uh Austin Theory, and these new guys that they're trying to, you know, push up. The new so, generation. Okay. I don't see I don't see no belt he could get that would make sense. He definitely ain't gonna beat Roman. <laughs> By no means is that gonna happen. Even though I don't think he's challenged Roman since he came back. I don't think. No, he hasn't challenged. He hasn't fought Roman since he got stacked <laughs> with Daniel Bryan. That was the last time that Edge fought. And I believe, honestly, I really wish that Edge would have fought that match by himself. Now, Daniel Bryan did help in a lot of aspects of that match, but just in general, I wanted to see Edge versus Roman and, and Edge have that one-on-one -on -one time. He never had that one-on-one -on -one time. But to be honest with you, I don't think Edge can, Edge can compete with uh with Roman right now. If he still had the judgment day, then yeah. But this this edge now, uh yeah. rude edge is not scary at all, man. I, I don't think a lot of people I think they look up to Edge, man, but he looks so feeble. I'm sorry, man. I, I love Edge, bro, but every time you step in the ring, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared something's gonna happen. I thought that the uh the Hell in the Cell match was gonna be a lot more brutal than it was. And it had its it had its moments where they were they were really going at each other. But, you know, I'm used to, I wanted an Undertaker slash Mankind type of hell in the cell. You know what I'm saying? Like, leave it all out there. I think they cut the match. I think that once Finn Balor was hurt, they continued it a little bit. But, you know, it was over maybe like three minutes after he got hurt. So, yeah. I, I don't think it went nowhere close. Even when Finn Balor jumped through the table and all that, I think they rushed a lot of spots because there's no way that was supposed to be in a match that short. But they were just, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. Ben Ballard actually should be on the TV for at least a couple of weeks because he got hit with a concerto. So if he back, if he come back, I don't know. I didn't watch, I didn't, I didn't watch Raw yet. So I, I don't know why, if he was on Raw or not. He shouldn't have been on Raw. Was he on Raw? Uh, he was not on Raw. Okay. okay he was not on Raw. And I'm going to tell you some things that did happen on Raw. But yeah. Raw next week, but still won't make no sense. You get here with a concerto, you're supposed to be gone for at least three weeks. You're supposed to be halfway paralyzed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just, just a little bit. You're supposed to be twinging a little bit. You know what I mean? That penis with two more months. <laughs> yeah. You get here with a concerto every time you walk down the street. It's like uh, the dog and up the squirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just your, your attention is going to be all over the place because your brains is going to be scrambled on the inside. Um, I, I want to see Edge have a, a title. I would love to see him have a, a tag title or uh, maybe a sub belt. But I don't. You're right. I don't want to take that belt 
off of Gunther. Do I take that belt off of Gunther and give it to Edge? You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> do I take it off of Austin Theory? Who is arguably one of the hottest superstars right now, whether people want to believe it or not. And then we're going to talk about this match uh, that started. I'm, yeah, we're going to talk about it in a second. Because, no. You know why I say that? Why? Because Vince back and he about to get Daddy a is back home. Daddy yeah. is back home. Daddy, Vince is back home. And Austin Theory had this smug smirk on his face like, oh, you know, you, yeah, you know what it is. I'm back in the place. I'm back in the picture. Daddy at home. That would only Vince come back and start pushing him, and everybody knows why it's not going to help him at all. The fans are definitely going to revolt, but it's, I think that Austin Theory has what it takes to combat that. You know, what I, wow, he was he been struggling since he got the belt. Austin Theory, nobody can. He has not been struggling in the ring. Uh, he's I'm, been pretty dominant in the ring as of late. I'm talking about wrestling. I'm talking about as a character. Nobody cares about him. If he don't show up for the next three months, nobody would be like, where's Austin Theory? Like, he doesn't matter. And you look at the Gunther matters. Bobby Lashley matters. Like, these guys matter. That when they If they're gone, you're going to be like, where they're at? You know, like... AJ Styles matters. Everybody's like, where is AJ at? Austin Theory could take off the next three years with the belt. And nobody will be like, hey, y'all remember that one guy used to be here? <laughs> <laughs> like, in order for, I'm telling you, until Austin Theory gets a, gets a faction or something, this guy's never, I, he, he will have to do a lot of, to get me to say he's that guy. And I know he's a heel. But even as a heel, you still gotta have some kind of fan. Fans, fans can boo you and hate you. Like, like, look at Dom. Dom is the most booed probably heel right now. But people still like Dom. Like, low key, the new Dom, the new prison Dom is over. He is oh. over. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we. It's, fans, if you haven't watched WrestleMania, go back. We're going to jump all over the place because there's so much stuff that's kind of congealed into each other. Let's start with the first match of night one, which was John Cena versus Austin Theory, since we're already talking about Austin Theory. Now, John Cena has said to Austin Theory, whether you win or lose, you, are, you still uh, <laughs> will not be relevant. In a lot of ways, John Cena was right. Um, the match did absolutely nothing for uh, for Austin Theory other than him hanging his hat on the fact that he pinned and beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Not a lot of people can say that. I will say that. But this John is different from the John Cena of old. You know what I'm saying? So I think I was more focused on John Cena's ball spot more than I was on the actual match. And I know I'm bald, and BLP is bald too. But just, it, man, let it go, bro. It's a distinct look. It looks good. You know what I'm saying? If you know, I think John Cena has, I think John Cena can have the perfect uh, head for a bald. You know what I'm saying? He just got to embrace it. You know what I'm saying? I was more focused on that big ass ball spot than I was on the actual match. I don't even remember what happened in the match. Uh, I know that. Um, John Cena slapped the what is it STF on him? 
uh, made Austin Theory tap out, um, but the ref did not see it. So unfortunately, that did not go uh, off of the distraction. Austin Theory picked him up, a town down, uh, did his move, and not John Cena out for the one, two, three man. And like I said, it really did nothing for either man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, John Cena loses nothing for losing to Austin Theory. I mean, obviously passing the torch over to the new kid and having him, you know, retain his belt is the obvious thing. John Cena was not going to drag his ass on TV every week to defend the United States title. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. Let's be real. He was not going to do that. So um, Austin Theory pulled off the win. Doesn't make Austin Theory look strong. Maybe. It depends on what he does with this new character and this new confidence that he has with this John Cena win. Um, but ultimately, we'll, we'll, we shall see. But we're talking about Austin Theory right now, man. And, you know, I think the boy, I think if he gets a good storyline, a really good storyline, or joins a faction, like we said, then Austin Theory will be really relevant. He can get Dominic Mysterio type heat. You know what I'm they saying? They got the tools to do it. They're just not doing it. You can, you got Mont, him and Montez Ford. You you got even with Riddle coming back, you got enough stars to make that title. You know, make people want that title. Like nobody wants that title. Like if Bobby Lashley really said, look, man, I'm coming back to get that title tomorrow. Bobby can easy. Just like with Bobby. Now with the whole fiend messing his whole <laughs> WrestleMania moment over. So, Bob, what is Bobby Lashley about to do? Like, with Brock looking like Brock and Cody about to have a rival, who's about to fight Brock? It's five months until SummerSlam. And everybody keep on saying, <laughs> I don't know if people thought SummerSlam was next week, but everybody been saying he going to lose it at SummerSlam. It ain't no way in the hell they going to let that man keep that belt for five months. It's, uh, and that's if SummerSlam is when y'all said it was. Remember when we were talking about it in the chat? I think y'all said SummerSlam is... Like I believe five, it's August, August, September. I want to say that's a that's a long time, man. It's, yeah, yeah. With money in the bank, that money in the bank comes in July. However, that goes. It's just if Roman keeps that belt to SummerSlam. <laughs> listen, like a, I don't see. Listen, I think Triple H kind of confirmed it in in the press conference, man. I don't think that they are going to take that belt off of Roman anytime soon. I know the last podcast we talked about, um, and I don't want to bounce around because we're going to go back to the Roman versus Cody fight and then what happened on Monday Night Raw. I got to tell you all about that. I got all the juicy gossip, but I don't think that they're going to take that belt off of Roman. I know the last podcast we were talking about them uh, keeping the belt on Roman for the next, uh, for, for him to be able to reach that thousand day mark. And Roman Reigns said in the press conference, he was like, Man, we thought about a, the thousand day mark like a couple of months ago. Y'all, y'all just now on this. We thinking about a couple of years from now. You just like we just getting started um, with the whole bloodline situation, man. And I kind of believe that a little bit, man. But whew, it's it's been a lot of heat. Let me go into uh, one of the other matches that happened on night one uh, before we go and talk about night two with uh, Roman and Cody. Um, all night one, we saw Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins. LP, I want to get your thoughts on the match. 
first of all, the interests were, were really good. And I think we're going to rate the interests uh, a little bit later on. But Logan Paul uh, came in on the, what do you call that thing? The zip line, just yeah. like Sean Michaels used to do. Um, he slid in on the zip line and then dropped onto the stage. And then this dancing uh, prime bottle, which is an energy drink, this blue dancing prime bottle came up and started dancing with him and, and walked all the way to the ring. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting entrance until Seth Rollins came out and was serenaded by the whole crowd singing his song. We all know to do it. Um, those were some, some great entrances, man. And then the match itself was really good. We have to give Logan Paul his credit. The boy is good. The boy can go. The boy can wrestle. I don't care how you feel about him. I don't care if you think he's a social media star or whatever. The boy can wrestle. He can really go. I think Logan Paul is better at a lot of stuff than about 75% of the roster. Ah, you're doing too much. You're doing, you're doing too much now. Come on now. 75% of the roster. That number, that number is extremely too high. This, hold up. No, it ain't. This man came in. He called his shot. First of all, he came in through the Miz. The Miz is the gateway. The Miz lets all the entertainers and superstars in. The Miz is absolutely a treasure. Protect Miz at all times. We're going to go into the Miz in a little bit because some, some funny stuff happened. Um, but he came in through the Miz. He had a match at WrestleMania. His first match at WrestleMania was against the great Rey Mysterio. It's like ass Dominic. But the fact that his first match ever was against one of the greatest of all luchadors of all time in Rey Mysterio. That was his first match, which he pulled out a victory on. His next match was against The Miz, and he beat The Miz. And we were all shocking off. We weren't even looking forward to that match, but that match ended up being really good. Then he caught his shot against your tribal chiefs, the Roman Reigns, and put Roman Reigns through the ringer. <laughs> the boy out-wrestled Roman Reigns, Jack. He stole the show. And then now he has his feud with, you know, um, Seth Rollins. He's going back and forth. Not Seth Rollins out twice. Seth Rollins ended up pulling out the win at WrestleMania. But it was a it was a really good match, man. LP, what were your thoughts on the Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul match? First of all, I would give Logan Paul his due. The dude, the dude does, he's one of the best celebrities. I think he'll probably go down to one of the best celebrities. To ever do a little celebrity match, but calm down with that 75 percent. I get him five, ten, 75 is a huge that's more than half the roster. Let's be honest now, you're giving Logan Paul credit for the spots. He do spot, he do nice spots. He does he does all right in the ring. Xavier Woods would body him. Uh uh the uh Gunther. Gunther Squad, uh, Sheamus. It's a ton of wrestlers on both shows that would I buy. I said seventy-five. 
75. I'm talking about most of the scripts and most of the stars. The boy does it better than most of the stars. For this man to come in on his what? Fourth, fifth match ever. You give him too much credit when Seth Rollins is making him give him credit for being a businessman. He's wrestling good too. Now let's 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 calm down now. If those wrestlers wanted to embarrass him in that ring, they could embarrass him in that ring. One of the reasons why John Cena did not want to wrestle him, John Cena said he wasn't ready. John Cena said that. John Cena said Logan Paul's not ready for me. So that's mm -hmm. why he did not wrestle him. And he wrestled Austin Theory. Is he better than Austin Theory? I don't even like Austin Theory, but I'm not even going to disrespect Austin Theory. <laughs> like I said, I would say he better than some of these scrubs. Like uh, Maximum Male Models or some of these other people you don't ever see. Is it better than LA Knight? Uh, no. So seventy five percent. You're disrespect. You're disrespecting. You're disre. You're being very disrespectful. You're and, being very disrespectful. And I, really, because you yeah. know, like I said, to be honest with you, the boy got a mind for business and marketing. We're both marketing buffs. I know I've been a marketing specialist for a long time. This man knows how to get numbers. He knows how to get attention. And he knows how to call his shots against the top talent. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean, okay, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe for, for 10 rounds with uh, Floyd Mayweather. So you're going to say that he's 75% better than most boxers? I didn't say that. I'm just okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, Because, I mean, to be honest with you, the boy is a real wrestler. You know what I'm saying? He has the background in wrestling. If he, you know wanted, what I'm if he, if he really wanted to be, he could be a legit wrestler. And it was a good match. All his matches was good. He's all, he always surprised me. But a long time ago... I you know, with a butt after you said all that. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. We're giving him credit for his spots. The Lariat spot. The him and a ricochet. That spot. Him jumping flat foot onto the top of the turnbuckle, which we've seen a bunch of other people do. We just ain't never seen no celebrity, celebrity like that. Do it right, you know. You look at you look, you look at the celebrity list: Snoop Dogg, uh, David Arquette. I mean, you look at the celebrity list. He's far and beyond. So it's shocking to us to see that, but he's still a celebrity. Like these other guys that they wanted to embarrass his ass. And not carry him. That's why you put him in a match with a Miz. Miz is one of the greatest of all time. Miz know how to make you look good, or Miz can embarrass you. Right. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins can make you look like a superstar, or he can make, make you, you look, look like a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Brock, Brock is not going to do it, but Brock can make you look good too. Or Brock is gonna be like, I ain't got time for this today. I'm gonna squat you off. <laughs> so no superstar ever. Look at Roman. Roman Roman could have ended that match in five seconds if he wanted to. They made it look good. So I think sometimes we can't, we can get a man credit, but we can't give him too much damn credit now. We can't, we can't go crazy and say 70, oh, 75 percent. 75. I'm talking about overall total package. And if I'm, if I was not correct, then he would not be in one of the Premier spots at WrestleMania. No, nah. he's one. He's in one of the premier spots of the who. He, if if there was other celebrities, look at Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny 
did great too. And before I, listen, came, I'm not I'm not discounting Bad Bunny at all, but Bad Bunny has not had a one-on-one match. I'm just saying, I'm no, I'm just saying Bad Bunny was the measuring stick and two Logan Paul showed up. But if Bad Bunny could go like Logan Paul, Bad Bunny would have been in the same situation. Logan Paul is just a great he that, that kid is very athletic. And you can tell he takes it serious. Whatever he does, he trains. You can tell he trained with whoever he trained with. Because I know wrestling, I would never definitely say I can go out and do it. I can't do none of that mess. But if you're if you're a natural, even being a natural athlete, you don't always pick it up. Look at a lot of the people who try to not pick it up. He's just a guy that, you know, he just can. But ah, I'm not, I'm not if he would have came out and just if he would have came out and just started being a wrestler, I would give him more credit. But I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give him credit for being a wrestler. And he jumped Man, in. You, you can't listen. You can't say that. Oh yeah, he's been in the ring with some of the best in the industry. Oh yeah, he had, he surprised me in wrestling. Oh man, he has some really great spots. Oh man, he has great crowd interaction, whether they're cheering him or booing him. Oh man, he has some of the most iconic moments already in WWE history. You cannot go back and say, but he ain't a real wrestler. I, I, I'm just you know what I'm saying. With Seth, you got to give him credit, man. He playing with. If he, if, if I give him the credit when I, if I really saw him took it, take it more serious and wrestle some other people that ain't carrying him, get in the ring with somebody like let's go go, then then I'll be like, okay, he a wrestler, wrestler. but he just you know, I, I, I'm gonna give him his props, but I'm gonna, I gotta keep it, I gotta keep it above, man. I say maybe, I say maybe. 75% of the female division, maybe, or maybe the female. And hell, some of them well, Bianca, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, uh, out of the WWE right now, those four? Oh, nah, them, them. <laughs> nah. But the rest of them female, the rest of the female, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a kind of go back a little bit too for what we talked about earlier. That female, the, the problem, most people, the worst match of resume in that female tag yeah, team. Tag team, yeah. If yeah. those yeah, those females had that opportunity to show out in that match, like that was their chance. Your girl Rodriguez, and, I, and I've seen people say she was much better in NXT when she was a heel and all the other kind of stuff. Like That was the match where they could have really showed we the truth and they, and they made it a SmackDown match. Becky... Not Becky. Ronda didn't even do. Ronda wasn't even in the match. I don't know if Ronda hurt or what. Ronda just came in, did an armbar, and that was it. Like she getting them easy checks. So it's like, first of they, all, Ron, Ronda's makeup was absolutely horrible. I don't know who did that. It's all the huffing. I don't know if she was going for one of the it clowns, or I don't know if she was going for like. God of War type makeup. I don't know. I don't know what that was, man. That makeup was absolutely horrible. It did nothing for her. Um, and then you're right. Every time Ronda comes out, she just, she just, she looked like she about to mess something up. <laughs> and I just, I just hate it. I really hate it, man. Um, I think, think one of the reasons why the match that should have been should have been her versus Shayna Baszler. But I yeah. don't. But I think you know why they're not doing that. Those two can't wrestle together. They need a Ronda needs a Becky Lynch or Shayna. They need the people to play off of them. Just like I said about Logan, if you don't have those people to make you look good, 
if Shayna Baszler and Ronda had a match, that'd probably be one of the worst matches. If they fought for real, for real, that'd be that that'd be good. UFC yeah. fight, that'd UFC be good. Fight fight, that'd be good. Yeah. But if they wrestled, it'll be horrible, and that's why they won't let them wrestle each other. That you think about that, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey, that's a WrestleMania match. That is a WrestleMania match, and they should have went with that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but for some reason, they're going for the tag titles. And, you know, I guess a lot of these teams are trying to put more prestige and on the uh, the tag titles. I know right now, Becky Lynch and Lita has that belt. Um, are they doing something with it? I don't know where this is going. Uh, I really hope to see a stronger team take that off. But right now, they hold it in the belts. And, I mean, I, I, you know, that's really making them relevant uh, on the roster right now. Let me go to one of my favorite matches <coughs> of the night. Um, and, actually, I probably have to put this match way up there at number one, number two. The Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley match was my favorite match of night one. And I believe it's... I got to put it up there as my number one match, man. Um, that match was absolutely amazing. It was a great match. It was hard hitting. It was everything that I wanted. The uh, the character work, it was back uh, back and forth in the ring. Um, it was a lot of psychology in the match from Charlotte Flair. And, and to be honest with you, they both elevated each other to the point where Charlotte Flair lost, but she was smiling. Because she knew she just put on an instant classic with your girl, Rhea Ripley. LP, what did you think about this match between the great Charlotte Flair and Rhea Bloody Ripley? I, I, I think it was a good match. I think they put it on night one because they, they, in case it overshadowed the main event on night two. I think that's what it was. <laughs> it definitely was. But it definitely, it definitely lived up. They had, I thought they had a decent match the first time they fought. It wasn't as good as this one because Rhea has gotten a lot better. And that's what it boils down to. Charlotte is still short. But Rhea has gotten a lot better. She wasn't ready early. And they try to they try to make her that star. Now, because of Judgment Day and her growth, now Rhea is that star. And that's the that's the difference when you do it right and you try to rush it. Right. That's kind of when I be you know talking about Austin Theory. He's getting rushed. But if they build him right, then he'll be. And he could end up being somebody later on. But like, Rhea is a perfect example of what you can get when you take your time and grow the character. Mm -hmm. He's over. She's super. She's super over. Super over. Charlotte definitely will get the belt again. I hope Charlotte goes wrong and starts to be with uh, Bianca because I I want to see that. I don't know if they're gonna go that route. Cause it seems like Charlotte mainly just goes for the belt on um, that one belt. I don't. She don't seem. She don't seem to jump titles if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'm, I would have to look at the stats. But it seems like she always wins the same belt. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I can show you the direction that they're gonna go uh, based off of Monday Night Raw. Um, I believe they're gonna go with Bianca versus uh, Rhea Ripley at some point, and uh, it feels like. And I don't want them to do this. It feels like they're going to try to unify the bills. That's what it feels like. And I don't know who's asking for this. I don't think that is a good business move at all, unless they're trying to make Bianca the new Roman Reigns or or uh, back versus Maria Ripley, uh, where they have this undefeated dominant streak in the women's division right now. 
Um, Bianca is in a class of her own, man. She's main evented three WrestleManias, man, and came out on top on all three. Nobody else has is, is, is done that. You know what I'm saying? As, and especially, this is twice as the women's champion. So, Bianca is on her way to having a streak. And you know, streaks are very hard to come by. Uh, so, Bianca is on her way to having a streak at WrestleMania, man. And she might become Mrs. WrestleMania or Miss WrestleMania, as I say, you know, out with all, uh, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. WrestleMania. I was right the first time. <laughs> but uh, they might try to go in that direction, but I don't want to see that. I want to see Rhea really defend her belt definitively on SmackDown. SmackDown, I think, needs to shake up in the women's division anyway. They need to move some people around uh, just so, so we can have some fresh matches and some fresh faces uh really come into this fight but like i said rhea ripley versus charlotte flair was my match of wrestlemania i thought that match was absolutely amazing man for the women and i think they did their thing on that match we also saw um on that same night the usos versus Sami Zayn and ko man was that a, an emotional fight, especially the ending with Sami Zayn. Uh, at the end of the match, Sami Zayn hit Jay Uso with a halluva kick. Jay kind of crumbled into his arms. Uh, he threw it back to the ropes. Hit him again uh, with a halluva kick. <laughs> he fell again. Threw back to the ropes and then finished them off. I don't really remember a lot of Sami finishers. But this Aluva kick and Sammy is now finishing off people, man. He's really looking like a like a champion. Am I wrong in that LP? What did you think about uh the Usos versus Sami Zayn and KO? Where Sami Zayn and KO came out on top and they are your new tag team champions, man. Uh that's something that the boys have always wanted. And now they finally have it. You see the belts on them, uh the red and the blue belt. Uh, friends, long-term friends finally became tag team champions, man. LP, what you think? Oh, man, I was, I thought, to me, that's the best, that was the best match the first night with me. I think you're a little biased because of Charlotte, so of course you're going to go with it no matter what. That match could have been trash and you still would have said it was the best match. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that story, that was either they had to win or Roman had to lose, and you knew it was going to be one or the other. Yeah. So once you won, you knew what was going to happen on the other side. So I think that it's good because it builds more story now with Roman acting funny toward the Usos and, you know, where is it going to go with Solo just being around Roman and the Usos kind of getting in out of it. So it still adds more story. I'm hoping that they Still taking one of the belts off of them. I still don't like the I don't like the two belt thing. Um, what you were saying earlier about the females, they tried that one time and it didn't work. So I'm hoping they don't try that again because they already know it doesn't work. And if you got a two top women fighting, you got all these other women that ain't got nothing to do. One of my biggest rights about the tag division is you got these great tag teams and you only can have one group at a time fighting for it. That turmoil match should have been for one of the belts. They really should have took one of the belts and had that's what and then the street properties could have had a belt. Um but yeah, it was it definitely, it definitely was a good match. I want to see where it's gonna go. That's why I said I'm hoping Vince Vince is gonna come in and start some stuff. Vince can really destroy the WWE right now. 
by changing his doing the mess he was doing. Because I know the ratings are definitely going up since he's been gone. You can I don't know the numbers, but you can't tell me that the ratings haven't gone up. Right. Since uh, you know, and I get Triple H hell because it was a lot. It's a lot of stuff Triple H. Has you not done. Triple H, like, oh, Triple H, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I stand by. I stand by. He still, he still, a lot of them call-ups have still not done nothing. So, you know, a lot of that stuff. But you know, the stories, the stuff that they've been having with the bloodline and Sammy and all that stuff is, has been solid throughout all of this. Has been solid. So that is the main thing that's keeping people invested. To be honest, people are tuning in to see what was going to happen. People still tuning in now to see what's gonna happen with this storyline. So they can't, they can't, they can't change it or ruin it. I still think Jay is a key part of something. Uh, I think he was saying he's not over. Ko is still gonna portray Sammy sooner or later. Of course, we all know that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's Ko. Ko Ko is a better heel. He's one of those guys to me. He's a better heel, and he's gonna come. Sammy definitely said Sammy can be heel or face, but right now Sammy got to be a face. Sammy got nuclear nuclear uh, fandom he, right now. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, uh, so you got to see that going. Well, let's go from the man who has nuclear fandom to somebody who has nuclear heat. Man, we saw a match that we did not know if it was going to happen. We have been saying for weeks. We even we even called the turn of when Dominic was going to turn on Ray, and he finally did. And for weeks, Dominic has been asking Ray Mysterio to fight him. Ray said, "I don't want to fight you, me how I don't want to do it. Oh, it ain't nothing you can say to me that's going to make me want to fight you." And for weeks, Dominic. Tormented his daddy, punch him in the face, tripping him, interfering in his matches. Uh, the final straw came when Dominic went up to his mom and his sister and started talking trash to him. He threw water in his sister's face. And he told his mama to shut in front of everybody. Ray was not going for that. Ray came down to the ring, punched him right in his face and said, you want to match with me? Here's something. I'm going to teach you something. I, I would be remiss not to say that Prison Dom has impressed. Prison Dom has gotten better in the ring. Prison Dom has his character established, finally. Prison Dom is a part of a group. And Prison Dom had a dope ass entrance where this man went straight from jail, got escorted by the police, and came to the ring to fight his daddy one-on-one. Oh, man. It was a great entrance. I was like, oh, this is pretty real thought out. They make Dominic look tough. Until his daddy came out with Snoop Dogg in a low ride playing Snoop's music. Oh, I can't remember what song it was, but I think it was Ain't Nothing But a G Thing, baby. Too low, doubt G's going crazy. Uh, <laughs> man, he came out, and then Eddie Guerrero's music hit. That was 
that got me all in the fields, man. You know, every time they put Eddie in there, that, I lie, I cheat, I still, I mean, I thought that was dope, and then they hit Ray's music at the top. Ray Mysterio and Dominic are two of my top. Now, I ain't gonna say they're my top, because I'm gonna tell you who my top interest was, but they're two of my top interests, man. They had a dope interest. They had a very interesting match. Um, at the end of, oh, excuse me, in the middle of the match, we all got what we wanted. Ray Mysterio took off his belt. <laughs> Dominic, <laughs> Dominic was folded over on the turnbuckle. He ain't see it coming. Ray took off his belt. He said, I'm going to whoop your ass for your mama. I'm going to whoop your ass for my sister. And I'm going to whoop your ass for everybody in this ring. In this whole ring. Ray took his belt off and went to town and started spanking Dominic. We love to see it. The fans cheered. It was a great moment because everyone wanted to see Ray whoop Dominic's ass. And he got exactly an old school beating with the belt. I wish he would have made Dominic go outside and pick a switch off the tree and come back and double knot of that hoe and then wear him out. But he didn't do it. <laughs> That's country style. You know what I'm talking about, LP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, grandma style. But the boiler won't out there. I think uh, I think the a boiler should have said something. She should have made Dominic go outside and get a switch. But the match was good. Um, I want to get your your thoughts on that match between Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. What did you think about that, LPZ? I, I I thought it was good. I, it was one of, it was one of the matches I enjoyed. I didn't expect it to be no five star match uh, because it's still Dom at the end of the day. But uh, I, I think they did a good job still telling telling a little bit of story as the match went on. Um, Dom intro, like to me, was the best intro of the night. I don't think nobody came close because the other one was okay, but all them the other one was similar. Gunters was similar to Seth. Uh, and all they all, they was like a little drawn out at the beginning. Dominique had that whole intro, little quick little storyline. He came out with him. He came out with Ray Mask. Handcuffs with Ray Mask on. Like, oh man. If he would have kept that mask on the whole match, the visuals and everything would have been so dope. But like I said, I don't think Dom can wrestle with a mask on. But if he would have and then somebody was saying the mask he had was a match, one of his East, one of his WCW uh masks from, from, from uh Halloween. Somebody told me Halloween had it. I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I don't think that was his Halloween having match because the Halloween having he had like purple on didn't That mask that Don had was purple. But did it have like the no nah, the Hollywood Hobbit? Wasn't that a one piece? Wasn't that, wasn't that a onesie? I can't remember. That's been so long. I, and I, I think it was a onesie. I think Ray had a onesie on. Uh, but, <laughs> but suppose it was one of it won a Ray's classic uh master or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, I mean if you got heat, that's what you do. Like you add to the heat, and it's it's WrestleMania, like. The one my biggest complaint was the lack of effort in the intros. Um, you know, you don't other than Dom, Ray's was all right. It was cool, but Ray's was Ray to me. Ray's was typical of what they used to do. So I guess it was a throwback. Dom stood out because it was so different. Even with uh with Seth's, I thought something else was gonna happen. With Gunther, I thought something else was gonna happen. So it's like I was built up like okay, but now I was like all right. Like you think of the greatest. I got to go ahead and tell you, man. We go, we go. Let's go ahead and get into it because I was kind of, I was kind of waiting. But let's go ahead and get into it, man. As far as interests, man. Uh, who were your top interests of 
the whole event be? Because I have my favorites, and I'm gonna tell you why it's my favorite. Um, but what did you think uh, were the top three entrances of the whole entire event? Uh, the top three will be Dom's, um, Bianca's. Um, I mean, everybody really didn't even. So most people just came out normal. Um, yeah. Roman had the 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 piano players, the organ players. Let me tell you, okay, Roman. <clears throat> I'm disappointed in the tribal tree, tribal tribal queen, because Roman should have had Roman. Roman should have had the Samoans coming out there doing all that. Man, like that, that was the chance for him to really, to me, separate himself from the Rock. Because even the Rock don't even really do that. But yeah. you were the head of the table. That piano mess was trash. If Roman yeah. would have, if Roman would have had his family, not you know, no people coming out and do all because that mess always included me. If he would have had that, yeah, that would have been over. That would have been. It would have been over. If he would have did, I think I think you're right. I think if he would have had the whole entire bloodline come out with some of the ancestors, like if I if Rakishi would have came out, and if his daddy, you know, Sika and Alpha, they would have came out with behind him, and then you had the whole entire bloodline there. Man, that would have the optics of that would have been better than than what we saw. I agree with you. The piano playing really didn't uh, equate that well with a lot of the fans. Um, Cody's entrance was really good, but, you know, he always got like $5 million worth of pyro every time he come out. So, you know what I'm saying? Was it special? I don't know. It was good to see that. Um, so so you said, who are your top three? I, see, I know you said that uh, you put... Don, Bianca, and... Uh, I guess I say Gunther because I can't really think of nobody else that really had nothing that stood out. Even Charlotte, even Charlotte, I was shocked. I thought she would come out rogue out. I was like, "Come on now, you're not gonna put on the, you're not gonna go out with like, come on, like your daddy, come on." Charlotte was very tame for some reason for me. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte was very much tame, sir. Even Dallas, uh, Edge. I would say Edge, but he didn't do nothing. I thought the group was going to come out, and they did not. Um, I think Edge's interest was okay. He had the mask on, the the what do you call it, the the skull. I don't know what the hell that is. What's the what's the little thing to hang from the cellar during party? Who said a mirror ball? Disco ball. Disco ball. He had a, a skull disco ball mask on. And yeah. some weird looking wings, and it was just I, I don't know I didn't quite get it all the way. Them uh, Dollar Tree, <laughs> them, hot, them party city wings. Yeah, party city wings. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had the party city wings. He yeah. went to Dollar Tree and got the wings from Dollar Tree and just yeah, stuck them together. Y'all got way too much money for them bullcrap wings. Way too much money, man. Um, I have to say. And there was a lot of entrances, man, that really caught my eye. Like I just mentioned, uh, Dominic's entrance was really good. Rey Mysterio's entrance was uh, absolutely legend. Um, but I have to say that my favorite entrance has to be the Bianca Belair entrance uh, with the uh, dance troupe from Compton. The little girls came on stage. 
they started dancing. They was killing it. I was awesome. Oh, I was out there bouncing. I had my imaginary, uh, what do you call it, imaginary uh, ponytail. I was swinging it. I was with it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, man, this is dope. Um, the interesting thing about that, there was a little girl at the end uh, who was a contortionist. And she rolled her body like through the group of girls and then stood up and then just started she did this back bend and it was really, I was like, oh man, this little girl is really talented, really good. Until you heard the backstory of what happened, the little girl, and I'm gonna show a picture of it, man. This is why representation matters, man. This little girl right here, uh, she performed, she was a contortionist. Her whole troupe killed it. But the morning of one of the biggest performances of her life, a mother died. Man. Hit you in hit you in, in the inside parts, don't it? Her mother died the morning of the biggest performance of her life in front of 80,000 people. She killed it. With a smile on her face, you wouldn't even know that nothing went wrong. And then you heard the backstory of how the little girl mama died. And it's like, oh, man. To show the, the strength that it takes to go on the stage. This, the, the, just the, the, man, I'm talking about, bro. I, I, I cried a little bit. I would, I, you know, I said, I'm a, I'm a pretty tough dude, man. I don't cry for a lot of stuff. When I heard that, I was like, oh, <laughs> Man, I thought that was... The entrance meant so much. Uh, the representation of the little girls, how they have a, 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 a champion that looks like them and that competes and is, is strong and is positive. Ain't out here um, disrespecting folks. She's rich. Bianca holds herself at a really high esteem, and that's why I like Bianca as a character and as a woman, even though she has some some little hints of ghettoness in there, which, you know, that, that's part of her character that she carried on from NXT. But just the way that she's held uh, the title with such esteem and respect, man, all of these little girls uh, showed up dressed like Bianca. And for this little girl to power through that performance because she was going to be on stage with Bianca Belair, that transcends, that transcends wrestling. That transcends entertainment. That that goes to the core of why a lot of people actually love wrestling, man, because it really, it really motivates and empowers a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was a beautiful moment. To me, that was the the one of the best entrances. Um, I know some people going to disagree with me. Eh, sue me. Whatever. Uh, I thought that entrance was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I thought it was good, man. Um, and of, of course, you you know, you have uh, Seth Rollins when he came out. He had the uh, the Shawn Michaels pink. What do you call it? I don't even know what you call it. It was like a collar shirt that was all pink, reminiscent of Shawn Michaels. And, and Jeff Jarrett has, has wore the same thing before also. Um, I thought Seth Rollins, he always has a great interest, man, to me. Uh, Seth Rollins, how the fans serenade him. There's only so many wrestlers where people actually sing a wrestler in. Seth Rollins definitely commands 
the voice of all of the fans, man. And I know he sat there and soaked in that moment of everybody singing his song. I thought he had an absolutely great entrance also, man. Uh, but yeah, my top got to be uh, Bianca. Number two is Rey Mysterio. Number three, Dominic. Dominic had a most uh, really surprising uh, entrance, man. Um, real quick, LP, man, before we end the night, um, I want to talk about the Drew versus Gunther versus Sheamus match. This match was a very hard-hitting match. It was one of the best matches on the entire uh, WrestleMania card on both nights. The boys went at it, as Big E will say. Big men slapping meat. You heard the chops all the way <laughs> uh, all over the world, man. They were going at it. Gunther was chopping Everybody, Drew was chopping Gunther. Drew got a heavy hand too, man. Drew be chopping. Drew chops look like they hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they was going at it. Real quick, LPZ, what did you think about this match? Did it hold up to the hype? Uh, and what is this rank on your WrestleMania card of best matches of the night? Uh, it definitely ranks up there. It was one of the, it probably was the second best set for Sunday. Uh, I have to think if I had to rank all shows. The both shows back to back, but yeah, I think it's still. I think they made the smart decision making it a triple threat. Um, I think that if it was one on one with any one of the any one of them, it would have been a good match, but it wouldn't have been as good. Um, I with all three of them, that was a good story. I think Sheamus is going to be the one to end up taking the belt off of Gunther, just because they're going to get Sheamus that belt because he's never had it. That's the only. That's the only reason why I see him getting the belt. But uh. Yeah, I mean, Gunter is Gunter is moving up in the ranks. The more he does, the more people. Ever since the Rumble, like I said, people have been waking up and seeing that this guy is pretty, you know, he's pretty good. And if you really pay attention, his body shape is changing as well. He's getting more cut. I noticed that in the stomach. Uh, the last match, I think he's trying to, you know, because with Gunter, he's supposed to be a power guy, but he really is not. He really is just a good wrestler. He's not a. They try to make him like he's not a. He's not a uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's not he's not a power guy. He's just an old school. He, to me, he reminds me like an old school wrestler. And that's why I think people like it. And even his whole persona is like, you know, who's gonna step up? Which one are you gonna step up to the channel? Like he be talking exactly. like it, like if you want this belt, we gotta fight for it. So and this like typical triple threat matches. One person is out majority of the time, the other people are wrestling. But they did a good job, man. You can't fake them chops. Like that's one thing about what everything in wrestling, you can you can fake the hits. You can you know how to take them bumps. You can't you can't you can't do nothing with them chops. If somebody slap you across your chest with their full might, you feel every bit of that. Like I couldn't imagine being slapped across the chest by Sheamus <laughs> or Drew. Or even Gunther, like I would pay one. I don't know if you ever watched those people do those slap contests when they got to be slapping each other back for. Imagine being slapped by Gunther or somebody. You'd be sleep. So, yo, big, big ups to all of them for taking them brutal chops uh, to their bodies, man. Because that was probably some internal bleeding might have went down. <laughs> When the match was over, oh, I for sure saw some bleeding under the skin uh, with a couple of those cats, man. Um, the chops were absolutely horrendous, man. Like I, they were just going at each other, man. And that's what I really want to see. I want to see a brawl. I want to see a fight. 
I don't want to see nothing friendly about nothing. I wanted yeah. to be definitive, man, and actually the match was really good. Gunther ended up pulling off the win like the ring general that he is. I thought that was a great match, man. It was one of my top matches for the WrestleMania card. A um, couple of honorable mentions, man. Uh, Pat McAfee and the Miz happened on night one. Uh, I was happy to see Pat McAfee back. Uh, <laughs> you know, every time I see Pat back, uh, it's always a great moment. Uh, he put paws on the Miz, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then hit him with a punt kick, not Miz, not one, two, three, cold. Uh, it was a great moment for me. Um, another great moment that actually happened um, <laughs> on night two. And I know what I, I, I want to talk about it real quick before we uh, before we end the show, man. But uh, the Miz was in the ring. <laughs> And then Snoop, he was having some banter back and forth with Snoop, where he felt like Snoop kind of disrespected him a little bit. And Snoop was like, you know what? I got somebody for you. Next thing you hear, here comes the money. Here comes the money. <laughs> Shane McMahon came back in all his glory, man. Shane had some hot sneakers on, ran down to the ring to a big pop, man. Everybody absolutely lost their mind when Shane McMahon came into the ring. Shane was like, look, Snoop, don't worry about it. I got this. It was so... <laughs> so as the match started, Shane started throwing them uncoordinated punches. <laughs> Backing Miz up into the corner. Uh, <laughs> he threw Miz against the rope. I don't know what happened. I think Shane tried to do like a leapfrog and came down wrong. And blew out his first quad. Then he got up. <laughs> and then fell again. I don't know if he blew out his second quad. But I knew that first one was a no-go. He looked like a transformer. He was like he was a, a Decepticon. <laughs> I was like, man. He blew out his quad. He blew out his knee, man. It was it was bad. It was, he looked. And Shane is about how old? Like 50-something? Yeah, he, he like 53. 50? 52, 53? Man, when he when he blew out his quads, you know anybody in that moment would be like, I don't know what I want, what I do next, man. Snoop Dogg stepped up. He was like, I don't know. I know you ain't just drop my homeboy like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Snoop was like, No, nah, man, that ain't gonna happen. And Snoop snuck the Miz, mm. <laughs> hit him with a real soft soggy punch, but it, you know Miz went down. Uh. <laughs> Then he got up again. Uh, Snoop hit him with another punch to the jaw. Knocked him out cold. Uh, I believe uh, referee Jessica Carr said, Hey, Snoop, do the people's elbow. Do the people's elbow. Snoop proceeded to do the Snoop, the, wait, what, the Snoop people's elbow? <laughs> he bounced against the ring works real gingerly, right? <laughs> it's like he, didn't want, he did not want to hurt his back. He, he just softly bounced against the ropes. Uh, and he did this. First of all, the elbow wasn't a bad elbow. It looked pretty stiff. It was a good, it was a solid elbow as far as, you know, elbows are concerned. Uh, but he did this new people's elbow, man. The fans went crazy for that moment. He saved the segment. But, man, 
Shaman man came in and grand entrance, grand closing man. <laughs> he got he got rolled out ring uh, after blowing out his quads, man. Uh, we want to see you back, Shane, man, but that is not the the final image that I want to see of Shane, man. Uh, no, man. Brother, I hate to say it, man, but get better, Shane. You know what I'm saying? You, maybe you need to stretch nuts out. You know, I've heard that yoga's yoga is pretty good. You know, you know, just just do some warm hot yoga, warm hot yoga, <laughs> stretch a little bit. You know, release them tendons. Oh man, well. Beautiful people, it has been a great show, man. We did not even get half of what we wanted uh, in this show, man. But we appreciate you and we love you. Uh, maybe we'll do a part two to this uh, because we do have to talk about Monday Night Raw and what happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, that's going to set up some big things uh, for this new event coming in Puerto Rico in May uh, with Backlash. Uh, we saw some interactions with Bad Bunny, uh, with Damian Priest throwing Bad Bunny through the table. Where does that leave Bad Bunny and Damian Priest's relationship? And does Dom have real beef with Bad Bunny? Hmm. We shall see. As we continue to the next episode next week. Uh, LPZ, man, it's a great show. Let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you? Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at the word out one six the cycle two with an S. See uh fashion show, April the twenty-third, uh photo shoots, any other time. I'm always doing that. But uh you free and you're in Raleigh, not Raleigh, you can NC, fly down, people are flying down to see it. Durham Armory, it's come out, it's gonna be an amazing ship. That's right. You see, uh, Queen B, if you're part of the Beehive and you love everything Beyonce, you might want to come and check out this show, man. LP puts on a hell of a show each and every year, uh, sometimes multiple times a year. So if you're in the Raleigh-Durham area and you want to check out something that's outside the norm, if you like to dance to the hits of Queen B, uh, if you like a great fashion show, if you want to be around some really cool, hip people, you will carry your ass down to the Renaissance Fashion Show hosted by the great LP the Don. Uh, and check that thing out. Man, uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can catch me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh, I got a lot of stuff going on. You can go and check that out. Um. Yeah, so just go to uh, Brian Renegade on all my platforms. Uh, if you get a chance, you can go to uh, RenegadeRio.com see what my old lady got going on, me and, me and my old lady. Uh, and then uh, if you want to donate to a good cause, you can go to BlueHeartsForAutism.com. They got all kinds of stuff there for you. But if you want to support the show... As I know each and every one of you uh, love to do. First of all, let me acknowledge this. We just hit 1.2, over 1.2 million impressions on our content. Uh, that is impressive. We haven't even been around that long, but we've been doing this thing for a while. Um, 
And that just happened to kind of like in the week kind of thing. So, man, we are growing, LP. You hear me, boy? We are growing. Uh, we got some big things popping. So thank you for everyone who's supporting the show. Thank you for our growth. We got some new avenues that we are uh, adventuring on. Uh, so thank you for supporting us. If you want to continue to support the show, you can go to our social media. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can join our Facebook page, the BD Wrestling Podcast, for all of our content. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit us on, on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. If you want to contribute financially to the show, $5. As little as $5, uh, you can join the Best Damn Nation. Check out our exclusive content that we have, uh, interviews, and you can get all kind of goodies. We got bags, we got shirts, we got hats, we got hoodies. We got all kind of goodies for your pleasure. Uh, so go down there uh, to our Patreon, www patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support the show man lp you are a gentleman and the scholar sir uh leave the people with the final word ah final word smile through the pain smile through the pain because it's always going to get better you know what I'm saying? You survived 100% of everything that you've been through because you're alive and you're kicking and you're progressing with your life. So smile through the pain as the great LP. That's it. Uh, beautiful people, my advice would be before you do anything strenuous, before you do any activity, make sure you stretch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a good stretch. I always do you good stretch in the morning, stretch at night before you go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Because the last thing that you want to do is blow out your quad doing a jump like Shane McMahon did. I hate to say it, but beautiful people. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast lp can't wait till you have your fashion show sir sir uh we are looking forward to seeing that beautiful people we bid you i do